Hi everyone and welcome back to Discerning Consciousness podcast. I'm your host Ant and you join me today for episode 101 or 101 if you prefer which um, puts me in mind of room 101 of course from George Orwell's amazing book 1984 uh, which is fast becoming or has become I should say maybe um, the A to Z manual for the times that we're we're currently living through these crazy Covid times and um, yeah well worth purchasing if you haven't already read it anyway the episode is called um, 9-11-11-9 and the meaning of those numbers and why, is that, why I've used them, or the significance I should say, will hopefully become clear uh, soon. And the episode is called Deciphering the Siege of Kabul Airport. So unless you've been hiding under a rock for the last few weeks, you've probably noticed that uh, the media, or should I say at least um, the mainstream media, have now completely shifted their focus um, from the COVID uh, scamdemic um, to all of the crazy goings on in Afghanistan. So um, what I want to talk about in today's episode is not so much uh, the finer details of what's actually happening happening on a political level, um, but more the sort of um, the sort of symbology and, as you'll probably guess, the links to um, to 9/11 really. So the first thing, of course, you're probably also aware of is we saw. Um, the footage, um, which really has become as iconic as the uh, helicopter um, during the siege of um, Saigon, of course, uh, when the Americans left Vietnam, which I believe was in 1975. Um, so we had the uh, we had the iconic image of the U.S. Air Force uh, C-19 transporter transport. I'm get my teeth in. C-19 transporter plane and a huge beast of a plane that is taxiing on the runway and you've probably all seen the images before uh, taking off of uh, what appear to be Afghan civilians they don't appear to be uh, Afghan military who knows if they're the dreaded Taliban or not but we've seen them milling around the plane and many of them seem to be uh, seem to be laughing and um they even seem to be keeping up with the plane as it speeds up before leaving the runway. Then we've seen footage, allegedly, of uh, two people who managed to somehow scramble onto the plane. And then once it uh, took flight in the air, um, it is said that um, two uh, fell from the plane, unfortunately, landed on nearby buildings and died. Now, the most interesting thing, of course... Uh, in terms of the symbology of the C-19 plane, is you you uh, you might have noticed um, that on the nose of the plane, it actually has the numbers 11-9. Now, as we know, um, we're coming up very soon now on the 20th anniversary of those dreaded uh, of the awful events that happened on 9-11 in New York City and um, as well as the 11-9 uh, on the fuselage of the plane there are many different theories many uh, researchers uh, in the alternative media 
uh, are putting out various ideas with regards to um, speculation as to what actually um, whether those images were th were faked. Some people are saying that the plane was CGI and that all the people milling around were uh, effectively CGI as well. Some are saying that the plane wasn't even real in the first instance and it might even be a blow up. Some people are saying um, some people are, are saying that it was actually um, just literally might, might be a decoy plane. Now I have to admit um, sort of around about 15 years ago when I seem to be stuck in many conspiracy rabbit holes <laughs> as I've spoken about at length on discerning consciousness I would have spent many hours trying to decode and decipher these images because they are rather curious it does seem as if excuse my French that they are taking the pee pee taking the piss the globalists or whoever's behind this uh, particular uh, <laughs> particular event are taking the Michael so to speak um, now I think uh, it's important yeah just to get back to that talking about um, when I used to get stuck down rabbit holes to to detach we know that what the mainstream media are putting out there is unlikely to be true um, I still don't know I mean just on the practical level I find it unlikely that a uh, a pilot would taxi his his plane on the runway when there are that many people uh, milling around and running with it and surely what well, once it got up to some sort of speed um, the the thrust from the the engine turbines would have meant that the people would have been dragged off their feet and how two people managed to uh, clamber onto the plane is anyone's business but if we put those to one side for one moment and say okay um, we don't know if it's faked or not we don't know if the plane is real we don't know if it even took off or not we don't know what's actually gone on but of course there is deep symbolism which I really want to talk about with 9-11 of course we had those awful scenes of people throwing themselves out of the Twin Towers rather than get burnt to death and then we had two people falling from the C-19 transporter plane and I just as I just said with the fact that we got the 20th anniversary coming up I'm sure this imagery was um, was not how should we say not coincidence there is some kind of um, there's some rich we use the word a ritualistic element to it and also with the fact of course that we've got 9-11 reversed to 11-9 the way I look at it um, in my mind what we've got here is is effectively like a, it's almost like um, bookmarking if you like so Having the 11-9 on the fuselage of the plane is to, to symbolise the fact that to mark the 20th anniversary and to, to bookmark the original 9-11 uh, event, which quite a few researchers, researchers sorry, I should say, are um, saying was a Stargate event. Now, as we know, the great Manly P. Hall said signs and symbols rule the universe. But I think what's important, before we get ourselves to much before we get our knickers in a twist and um sort of give the globalists too much sort of credence as to their power and their ability to manipulate reality if you will uh, and to mock us excuse me the wind's picking up a bit here uh, with these silly games that they play and the symbolism i think it's important to consider that there's an element here of what is um a sort of higher level of 
synchro mysticism. So though, as much as it does appear as if this whole thing, um, the alleged collapse of the US military in Afghanistan and um, the, the uh, rise to power of the Taliban has been completely planned. That's the way I see it. I don't see it as, um, as an accident. I mean, I don't know the details of got what's gone on, but the way the mainstream media talk about the fact that the car, that the uh, sorry, the Taliban suddenly, you know, rose to power within days, and then they took over the airport, and all hell broke loose. Broke loose. I mean, as we know, the Taliban have been deeply enmeshed within uh, within Afghan society at many levels within the political sphere. So this idea that they were just hiding in the wings, you know, maybe with comedy noses and masks, just waiting for the American pullout pull of troops, um, I find a little bit, uh, how should we say, a little bit implausible. So I'm going to talk a little bit uh, towards the end of this episode as to what this might mean going forward. And of course, the rise inspector of... Um, jihadists and Islamic terror and, and all the rest of it that now obviously is going to be pushed uh, within the mainstream media. So, yeah, um, it's also, I think it's fascinating to what I picked up on and, and what what really did, what really did uh, make me angry and really pissed me off, I have to say, here in the UK was um, to see MPs stand up, this... Um, Parliament was recalled, so in August, all of the parliamentarians they're basically on holiday. They don't have to. Uh, they don't have to appear in Parliament. So Parliament, there was an emergency emergency session, and all the MPs were in there, and they were they were um, talking about the awful situation and demonstrating their their moral indignation and something must be done and we must allow thousands of Afghani civilians into the country. Now, of course. If we double back 20 years, these self-same people, many of them would have voted for the uh, war in Iraq and before that Afghanistan. They would have wholeheartedly supported the war on terror and the awful bloodshed and murder and destruction that has wrought on countries like Iraq, Afghanistan, Syria and Libya. And yet now they've got all this moral indignation and it really does stick in, stick, in, stick in the claw, to be honest, to see this. And there's one military vet, a conservative MP, who is particularly angry and full of moral indignation, basically saying, well, why did we fight the war in the first instance if the Taliban are back in control? So, I mean, one, um, one interesting, one good thing, really, this what's actually happening, uh, which seem to be extremely contrived events. A lot of military uh, veterans, as we call them here in the UK, I believe you call them vets in the US, military vets, may be questioning, it, questioning their own belief system if they, haven't already if they haven't already done so as to the real uh, reasons as to the war on terror and all of these wars. Maybe they're questioning... Um, their own moral compass. Maybe they come into the realisation that once they they thought that the West was a freedom-loving uh, countries spreading Western liberal democracy, maybe they're, they're coming to some truth. So, yeah, I just wanted to raise that. 
to show the utter hypocrisy because 20 years ago, you know, most of these MPs were very much in support of the war on terror, so-called war on terror, and um, they didn't express much concern for the civilians of Afghanistan back then. So they're extremely highly hypocritical and deeply insulting um, to the people of, of, of Afghanistan, of course. So on a broader perspective, um, sort of on a metaphysical spiritual level, I think what's going on in Afghanistan, um, yet again, it's just an example of Rome, the empire, if you like, is falling. The control system, the matrix, whatever you, whatever you want to call it, is, is literally um, is collapsing in front of our eyes, really. And we know on a geopolitical level, this is yet more uh, evidence as to the collapse of the American empire, if you like. And we've already heard, apparently, that China and Russia are in talks with the Taliban uh, to have greater political involvement uh, within Afghanistan. So, yeah, yeah, again, it does demonstrate um, uh, American imperialism does seem to be uh, on the wane, uh, so to speak. And uh, what a what an absolutely monumental waste of money. I don't know how many trillions of dollars have been spent by the US military um, since they first invaded with their Western allies back in the autumn of 2001 after 9-11. But yeah, it is, um, it is really fascinating because on the one hand, those of us in the alternative media, we can, we can get really angry and pissed off because it does appear, like I said before, that the globalists are taking the piss. They're uh, planning these events. They're orchestrating fake planes and all the rest of it. But really, I think it's just um, it's 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 important not to to, uh, to give your energy, to give your emotions to these events, because I'm sure there are many there are many more to come. Um, in the coming months of years, in, sorry, in the coming months and years, and we're going to see things that we never really thought possible. So we need to remain, we need to remain calm and don't get pulled in too much of the analysis. I mean, if you if you want my opinion, I suspect that that plane and the people there, it's a CGI um, job, but I don't know one hundred percent. I'm certainly not going to sit at home on my laptop as I said earlier, deconstructing it all and trying to trying to work it out. But it does seem very, very fishy to me, I have to say. Um, just to furthermore to add, on the political level, of course, this does give credence to the idea that the dreaded duo of uh, Kamala Harris and President Joe, creepy Joe Biden, were actually put in place uh, by the uh, Chinese, if you like, and they are commie Chinese stooges, because what what's going on is um, is actually uh, is making America uh, a laughing stock and a, a mockery around the world. Now, um, is that again? It is that all part of the plan? Because we know um, the globalists and all their cohort, they can't bring about a new world order until they have taken down um, the United States of America. So is this, is this part of the plan to take down um, the United States of America? We just don't know at this stage. Um, 
but you've probably also seen some of the speeches by the Joker Biden, and it is just an absolute, it's an absolute farce. He can barely string a sentence together. He's using contradictory information all the time. Even a lot of the main US networks, um, whether they're left or right wing, are are having um you know having a, a go at him and yeah it's just i mean for american citizens it must be very embarrassing to watch as it was uh when the de dreaded democrats stole the election of course and you have to ask is this uh as well as the events in afghanistan is this sort of ritualistic shaming of the united states is it all is it all is it all planned because i remember um during the election campaign uh, and when Biden was first put put forward as the Democrat candidate, I never understood why they chose such a um, such an unlikely candidate, really. I mean, they could have chosen a more credible type of Democrat, um, like a kind of Rand Paul type character uh, or Bernie Sanders if he was younger, perhaps. Um, but they chose, yeah, they chose for some reason Joe Biden. And again, is that part of the sort of globalist mockery to say that we can basically put some creepy paedophile, geriatric paedophile in there and still win, win an election, albeit, of course, by, by stealing it? We just don't know. And it is, a, I think it is um, pretty much uh, trying to break the spirits of um, the American people and really to, as I was saying before, to try and... Um, make a, a mockery of uh, America in the eyes of the world. And, um, I mean, as a Brit, I have to say, I totally, I totally buy into the idea. Um, a sort of controversial view, we're, we're really, going off beam a bit here, forgive me, that the American, you know, the American dream and the American continent, and some might call it... Um, you know, God's country and all that. I, I kind of do, I do, uh, I do believe in that to some extent. Uh, not that I've traveled much in America, but it is an extraordinary place. Uh, I believe Manny Paul P. Hall, he wrote an amazing book about um, this idea of America being God's country. I'm not sure what the title is, but check that out. So I do think um, there is, yeah, there is something quite profound about this mockery um so yeah it's 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 quite sad um to see what the globalists are attempting to do uh i must admit i think their plans are going to fail are going to fail miserably and um i don't think they will um bring about the collapse of the united states any day soon so again it's uh, a case of uh watch this space really and as I said on discerning consciousness around election time, and you don't need to be a genius to work this one out, it does seem, as, as uh, we all said at the time, that the reason why Kamala Harris was chosen as creepy Joe Biden's deputy was um, so she can be put in place when he has to resign through ill health or increasing senility, which seems to be more and more likely. And again, that does seem to be... Um, all part of the uh, orchestration um, early on, really. So the other thing I want to talk about is really what what happens now. That's the thing. What happens next? 
So um, there are various reports of how many U.S. forces might be left in the hunt in the in the in Afghanistan, ranging from about two to five thousand. Uh, we have no idea when and when they may be returning home to the United States. We don't really know what's how they might be collaborating. Well, collaborating, that's the wrong word, isn't it? How they might be uh, coordinating with Taliban fighters uh, at the at the airport. We we just don't know. But one thing we can be sure of: it does seem as if the globalists are trying to build a narrative of the rising spectre of Islamic terror. And I'm already seeing, you know, news reports, security experts, ex-diplomats saying, well, it's now far more likely that we're going to see um, terrorist attacks from ISIS and Al-Qaeda in the West due to the current debacle in Afghanistan. So you don't need to be too much of a cynic to think, well, was all of this planned? Are the globalists and all their cohorts, are they planning some sort of systematic, coordinated, fake, false flag terrorist attack on the 20th anniversary of 9-11? Something that will be even worse than 9-11. Would they be that brazen would they be that arrogant um i put a hand on my heart and i just hope that this doesn't happen but it wouldn't surprise me right now because i think um and we really need to talk about this as well should have spoken about it apologies at the beginning really i did think in recent weeks before this story came to the fore that they were going to push some sort of distraction event because the COVID narrative is falling apart massively around the world. Um, I don't think the uptake of the fake vaccines, the jib jabs around the world is anything at, to the kind of levels they need to push the COVID vaccine passports. I, I've seen some reports that in some US states, the take-up amongst uh, African-Americans is lower than 30%. Uh, I saw a report this morning that said in Australia, only about a third have had the first jab. That might explain why Australia currently is going through, and New Zealand, yet more extremely draconian lockdowns. Absolutely full full tyranny uh, they're moving into in Australia and Canada, sorry, Australia and New Zealand. So is this, uh, is, is this the distraction event, what's going on in Afghanistan? Is this the distraction event? Because as I said at the start, the mainstream media have completely shifted from 24-7 COVID coverage to 24-7 Afghan, Afghanistan um, political coverage. So what, what the hell is going on? And I must admit, I have got a horrible feeling that something is in the wings. Something huge is in the wings. And the situation in Afghanistan, whether contrived or not, is just going to lead to something even more horrendous. I don't know. I, I really hope that I'm wrong. And I hope that there aren't huge false flag terrorist attacks. But we have to be realistic here. And we have to... Um, 
we have to realise that, unfortunately, more and more to go back to COVID, more and more people are dying from the fake vaccines, the jib-jab. More and more people are um, having horrendous so-called side effects. They can't keep that, the globalists and the people behind this scamdemic. They can't keep this hidden forever. And I'm sure more and more physicians, medics, doctors, scientists actually know what's coming up, what's going on, and they're too scared to come out in the mainstream media and share the truth and share their horror of this monumental scam that is killing loads of thousands of people around the world. And I think this gonna, we're going to reach a critical mass where, um, as I say, these uh, doctors, scientists, nurses are going to just um, maybe en masse going to hit the mainstream media and come out and there's just going to be dozens and dozens of whistleblowers. I don't believe that the globalists and the control system and the media, the mainstream media, I don't believe that they can keep it under wraps for much longer. And as I've spoken about before, and many, uh, many uh, researchers in the alternative media are, are um, you know, a horror as to what might happen when we go into flu season come the autumn and people that might die who've unfortunately had the jib-jab, they definitely wouldn't be able to keep it under wraps then. So I suspect in summation that uh, the globalists are planning some huge event. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that they will manage to uh, manage to carry it out, because we have to remember, as much as the dark forces and the evil seems to be rising, seems to be uh, prominent at the, more, at the moment, um, there are always counter forces. The light is always being, the light is always fighting back for want of a better phrase. But with regards to what's going on back to Afghanistan and COVID, of course, it does feel as if, how do I put this? As if reality itself is being, is being ripped apart. And uh, I've spoken to a few people online and they're, and they're feeling the same. It's like, well, what the hell is happening in the world? It's just, it's so absurd now. It's so absurd. And then perhaps even more as concerning is, is to pose the question, well, who is in, who actually is in control of events? Who really is in control of these events on the material plane? And this puts me in mind of a quote from Alan Moore, who you might have heard of, comic book writer, uh, very famous and uh, he said these words uh, which I think are very apt excuse me the wind's just picking up here in the forest but he he said and for me this just absolutely perfectly sums up where we're at now he said the truth is that it is not the Illuminati or the Jewish banking conspiracy or the grey alien theory the truth is far more frightening Nobody is in control. The world is rudderless. Now, for me, I feel that's exactly where we're at right now. And I think it's just all too easy to fall into the trap of the kind of doom porn. On the doom porn level of, oh, the globalists, you know, the, the dark sorcerers, they've got this all stitched up, um... 
they're producing, you know, they're the reality creators in the 3D. And I just don't think, I actually don't think it's that simple. I really don't. And in some way, I'm not sure what year, maybe you can let me know, guys and girls, maybe you can let me know what year Alan Moore said those words, but my word, how prescient he was, because that is it. That's what's really scary. And that's what's causing me stress at the moment, because I just, you know, what is actually going on? We know the globalists are up to their same old tricks with this plane, which doesn't appear to be real. It might be, we just don't know. You know, and the whole shenanigans going on in Kabul and Afghanistan. But beyond that, my word, who ultimately is in control? We just don't know. We just don't know. So now more than ever, it really is important to keep your emotions in check. Remain calm. Be kind to yourself. Um, you know, be in your creative flow. Uh Pull yourself away from the screens and the monitors, which I keep needing to remind myself to do, actually. And, um, yeah, just give yourself a break. And don't worry about too much in terms of trying to work out what's going on. Because we just we just don't know. But I must admit, in recent weeks, I've had this sort of feeling, this anxiety, this deep sense of foreboding, if you like. And I just hope that's just um i hope that there isn't some uh big uh false flag terrorist type event that kills lots of people i just hope that doesn't come to pass anyway um thank you all for listening to today's show uh i hope you've been just enjoyed my little round the houses take on some of the symbolism of what might be going on in Afghanistan at the moment. It's uh, certainly fascinating times that we're living in and it really is incumbent upon us to, um, as I just said, not to become too too emotionally involved uh, because it uh, it does trigger our anger in many, many ways. So Thanks again for listening and um, I will speak to you all again very soon. Bye for now.